At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hour three of the nightcap here on Draft Night. Tim Murray with you. Jim Root in Chicago. JVT going to join us in just a little bit. The Boston Celtics just made their first uh, pick of the draft. A young man from Guadalupe. So there you go. Uh, The Celtics uh, have their first selection uh, of the draft. That means Charles Bassey from Western Kentucky does not go under his prop of 45 and a half. But uh, Jim, uh, as uh, as the draft continues to, to unfold here, uh, what is your final bet? Who are we looking for? I forget. Who are we cheering for to uh, to to come home here? I wish it was was Beggar and the guy that Boston took, but is Vrenz Bleisenberg. We've got under fifty two and a half for him. There's a couple more spots here where it's teams with multiple second round picks that I'm hoping they want to stash him. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're we're keeping an eye out for that name that. You know, we're not super familiar with, but if it pops up, I will I will give a little hooray celebration. Renz <laughs> Bleisenberg. Uh, so that would uh, make it a two and two night for you. Uh, two and one night for me. I got seduced by the juice to uh, steal a phrase from our good friend Brad Evans uh, on Corey Kispert. So uh, but Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper both. Uh, Sharif Cooper. Have I has he been drafted yet? No, he's wow. best available, according to a tweet that I just saw. Yeah couple names out there that would have thought would have gone earlier. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's one of those players that uh, his over-under, as you saw, was was 21.5 when I played it. Heavy juice, minus 155. Went off 23.5, also heavy juice to the over, and he's still available as we uh, as we work our way through this second round. Uh, just to run through real quickly uh, what we've seen so far tonight 
in the NBA draft. One, two, three, no surprise. Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley. Scotty Barnes, a little surprise. He goes four uh, to Toronto. Jalen Suggs goes five to Orlando. Josh Giddy started the uh, surprising a little bit. Uh, the player out of Australia goes to Oklahoma City. Jonathan uh, Kaminga goes to Golden State at seven. Franz Wagner uh, out of Michigan. He goes to Orlando. Teams up with his brother uh, down there in Orlando. Davion Mitchell, nine to Sacramento. Zaire Williams, 10. Uh, I, I want to go. We haven't talked a ton about Davion Mitchell. Uh, this was a guy that... Uh, I think his over-under got his lowest 10.5. Then you started to see uh, it drop a little bit. Ultimately, he goes under his his prop, uh, which I think closed at 12.5. Uh, he goes number 9, Jim. Uh, what do you think of this uh, of this decision by Sacramento to go with Davion Mitchell uh, with the ninth pick? I was I was confused by it. I, I thought there would be, uh, you know, somebody that would want Davion would be win now, Let's let's make a playoff push, and maybe that's what Sacramento thinks they're at right now with, with De'Aaron Fox and Halliburton in his second year. Maybe, but that would surprise me if they think they're that close to the playoffs to take a 22-year-old in the lottery. But you know, it, I think maybe they got thrown for a loop when Franz Wagner was off the board, and they didn't see any trades that they liked. I know that was definitely a possibility for them, as was reported throughout the week. So I'm not going to call it a panic pick or anything, but it does seem like. It was, this was not their first priority at number nine. Now they've got a guy that doesn't have a clear path to start it really at any point in the future, which is mystifying for a guy you're taking in the top 10. So I guess he's just going to be a high-quality backup for them. James Booknight was uh, also very surprising. He goes 11 to Charlotte. Um, he looked pretty upset, you know, thoughts where maybe he goes six to Oklahoma city, goes seven to golden state, instant impact guy there off their bench. Now, maybe a good chance he starts, uh, in Charlotte as boy, we just got it. What happened in this gold cup game? I think Mexico almost scored. We saw uh, a big eruption from the crowd here. Uh, one to one is the score in uh, Mexico and Canada, but, uh, real quickly, just before we hit the reset here, book night to Charlotte. To go with uh, to go with ball, uh, how do you like this backcourt now in Charlotte? It's it's dynamic. They they've got really like a, a score, a purebred purebred score in Book Knight, and then Ball does basically everything. He can score, he can pass, so it, it's a nice little pairing for them. That's Jim Root. He's in Chicago at our draft headquarters. That's what Matt Newman's called it. You can follow him on Twitter at Second Chance Points. JBT coming up in a moment. It's the Nightcap here on Veasan. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap on V Tim Murray with you here in Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook. Jim Root will join us, uh, will rejoin us in just a little bit as we power through the second round of the NBA draft. And uh, look, I- I'm not happy that uh, players are falling down the draft board. I, I want uh, everyone to get drafted, but uh, Sharif Cooper just makes me feel better about my bet. You know, got it at 21 and a half. Was a little frustrated. It was at 20 and a half, and I didn't get it there. Play, pr- paid a premium. We still haven't, hasn't been selected, and we're now, you know, uh, 40 picks, uh, 45 picks into the NBA draft. So, uh, still, uh, still rolling along. Sharif Cooper still uh, available there as we are in the second round. JVT is, uh, joins us right now. And, you know, JVT, 
the draft rolling along, um, and we got a lot to get to, and you and Jim uh, had a terrific podcast uh, earlier this week, breaking down all the possibilities. But before we get into it, the blockbuster trade today, and, and maybe you can explain it better, because I think it's a terrible fit. Um, you know, maybe for the regular season it works because of just the energy that Russell Westbrook brings and uh, LeBron and AD maybe could take some days off. But uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP, the 21st pick, uh, go to Washington for Russell Westbrook, who is a 30% three-point shooter in his career. To be honest, JVT, I I thought the Buddy Heald trade for Harrell and Kuzma would have been a really nice fit. You get a 40% three-point shooter. KCP stays. You keep your first-round pick. But instead, they go for Russell Westbrook. Uh, LeBron just tweeted about it, so apparently he's happy. I-, I think this is a terrible fit for the Lakers. Yeah, I would agree with that for the most part, right? Especially when you juxtapose it with what they could have gotten from Sacramento, right? Like uh, adding to what was one of your weaknesses. I would agree with that, Tim. You know, I, I do think that there is a realm in which it kind of works, right? You know, not necessarily the specific lineups with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook off the ball and Anthony Davis all playing together. But, you know, you could see a universe in which they stagger the minutes. And Russell Westbrook, just like in Houston, gets a lot of the run with the twos. And he gets the lineups that are surrounded by shooters. And he gets to run out and transition and drive and dish to some guys who are going to be able to hit open shots. Now, it all depends on how they fill out the rest of this roster, right? You know, you're trading away guys to get him over there. And so it all depends on how you finish building this out. So I would agree, at least the way this roster is currently constructed, uh, when you consider that they were 21st in three-point shooting at 35.4%, when they were 24th in overall three-point attempts, this just doesn't help one of your biggest weaknesses. And I would think that he's going to be part of your closing lineup, and Russell Westbrook off-ball from LeBron James just doesn't enti- just doesn't really scare me, right? Like, now you get to clock the paint a little bit more because Russell Westbrook, like, go ahead, right? Dish it out to Russell Westbrook with a game on the line from the corner. It's just not going to be a massive threat. So I would think right now, I think I agree, I guess we can sit back and wait to see how they build out the roster. But for right now, I would say that I, I, I am in your camp that I don't really like the fit and don't really see how it adds value, especially when you were struggling to shoot the ball this last season. Yeah, Tom Havistro tweeted out or retweeted uh, something he tweeted out from the bubble, which was the Lakers when they were facing the Rockets in the second round of the playoffs in 2020 down in the bubble and the video is is staggering. I mean, the Lakers, their goal or their their defensive mentality was, all right, just let Russell Westbrook shoot. And in that postseason, he was 3 of 18 from 3, 12 of 42 on jump shots. And, you know, I, I, am, I have been critical of Russell Westbrook for quite some time. I actually like the acquisition by the Wizards to get him because I, I always feel like, he makes mediocre teams better, like we saw in Oklahoma City and we saw Washington. But for a contender, I mean, he, I just, especially in the playoffs, maybe in the regular season, JVT, this works. This is going to be water and oil come the playoffs. I just don't see how this works. I would say I would say a couple of things really quickly. One, I do think it's it's slightly disingenuous for I have a sort of tweet that out, only because. A couple of things, right? One, remember, uh, in the bubble, he was coming off of COVID. a COVID diagnosis. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right? And, and he was injured. And so 
Like the, those are two things. And remember, it, it, in his last in his last season, it was the only season. Uh, in his season with the Rockets, it, there was a point where he was the MVP of that team. Like he was really good for the Houston Rockets, especially a two month stretch through February and March. And I think it was so jarring to see how bad he had become. Remember. Uh, like, it's funny how quickly we forget the Rockets were the sexy pick to upset the Los Angeles yep. Lakers in that round because of the way he and Harden had been playing together. So, like, there's still a universe in which Russ Westbrook is contributing in a positive manner. He was also the driving force behind the uh, Washington Wizards, right? Your Washington Wizards. <laughs> My Washington Wizards. <laughs> but, you know, going on that 17-7 straight-up run in the final 24 games to make it to the postseason. So, you know, I wouldn't punt entirely on this. That's why I really want to see how they build out the rest of this roster because there are still positives to Russell Westbrook. And I, I, But, again, it strongly depends on how they fill out the rest of this roster, right? If you go back to remember his first year, uh, LeBron with the Lakers, and you're filling this out with, you know, Lance Stevenson type players, then we got a problem. But if you're going to start to bring in some shooters and start, you know, Caruso is rumored to be out too. So we'll see if they're going to add somebody else. So it's dependent on what they're going to bring in, but I wouldn't punt on Westbrook just yet. You can follow JVT on Twitter at me, JVT his podcast, hardwood handicappers, a, a great podcast earlier this week with Jim root, who will rejoin us uh, a little bit later on uh, in the hour. Uh, but looking at the draft and we flashed up the, uh, the, the rookie of the year odds. It, it's so early. I'm not asking you to, you know, Oh, JVT, who are you firing away on, uh, on rookie of the year? But, um, you know, Cade goes to Detroit, Jalen Green goes to Houston, Evan Mobley to Cleveland. No surprises there. Uh, when, you, when you think about fit, um, what did you make of, of Toronto making the, uh, the decision to go with Scotty Barnes? This is a guy that's tremendous athlete, great defensive player, struggles to score. Uh, how do you think he fits in Toronto? And, and then on the other side, Jalen Suggs, he goes to Orlando where he's going to be, you know, immediately plugged in as, as their point guard. Uh, you know, I, I'll say this that on the ladder. I really like that for Orlando, right? You know, I was talking to Mitch, and I think I mentioned on the podcast him where it was like I was trying to make the case for Scotty Barnes not to go to Orlando, and it wasn't because I didn't like Scotty Barnes. It was just from a fit perspective, like you know, throw you know, throw a dart at the Orlando Magic. It's going to land on a six foot nine forward who's stretchy and long and can't hit a three point shot, right? Like they got plenty of guys in the mold of Scotty Barnes, but really needed a presence in the backcourt to help score and help facilitate. And I think Suggs is dynamic for what they're going to do. So the early look at the top of that board of Jalen Suggs for sure at eight to one. But you know, I'm I'm really interested. You know, the second that they they picked up Scotty Barnes, the Raptors, I, I texted Mitch Moss and I was like, hey, I, you know, this does this mean Siakam's gone? Right? Mm-hmm. Like. Think about the depth of wings that they have now. You know, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, now Scotty Barnes. I just wonder what that all looks like together, right? Especially when you would assume that all three of them are going to be on the floor together with Fred Van Vliet. So I think that does interest me in terms of what the Raptors are going to look like because if they're all together, I don't know. I just I worry about shot creation. I worry about north-south penetration, right? There's no really not a ton of presences that can actually handle an attack to the brim and drive and kick to open shooters, uh, not a ton of shooting in a starting lineup like that as well. So I wonder how that's going to work. Because remember, this is a Raptors team that over the last few years has been insanely dependent on three-point shooting. So uh, I do wonder about the fit. I think Scotty Barnes is going to be a really good player, and I think the Raptors are going to be freaking good defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't know what they look like on offense with Scotty Barnes as a full, you know? Yeah, and Scotty Barnes, you know, I, you mentioned on the pod and – and others have talked about it too. He, he is that that new age NBA player can guide all, guard all five positions, which is great. But he, he certainly struggles uh, to score. As we talked to JVT, our senior NBA analyst, uh, 
a couple surprises um, in the in the draft. I think you know, Scotty Barnes going four, Jalen Suggs five was a surprise. Josh Giddy goes six. His over under was ten and a half. But I want to jump down to a guy that was a it seemed to be a lock to go top ten. It was a high riser. His over under closed at six and a half. He was minus twelve hundred earlier in the day to go in the top ten. He goes eleven to Charlotte, and that's James Booknight. But for the Charlotte Hornets, you know, it feels like they were able to uh, to to pick up a really nice piece at eleven. Um, and and you know, Mitch Kupchak and Michael Jordan, they like to get those uh, those college players that have that have really had success. I mean, I guess outside of Lamella Ball last year. But what do you look at that fit now in Charlotte, a team that did make the play-in tournament, and you get an instant impact guy in James Booknight? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I was looking at a couple of the. Uh, like the hindsight 2020 type analysis behind right. book night flipping, but, but it didn't make sense to a certain extent. When you look at the fact that like book night in terms of what he did and from a shooting perspective, it wasn't exactly consistent. And you look at like, Hey, you know what? He, he's a, he's, he's a really solid scorer, but you wonder about the efficiency overall. And then you think, okay, well, if I'm a team who's looking at somebody like that, right. If, if I want to plug him alongside, like the Warriors, I know were, were rumored to go ahead and grab him, right. If they, if he was going to get to that point or the Oklahoma city thunder, you know, would he really fit best next to guards like Steph Curry or Shea Elgis Alexander? And I actually thought that was actually some of the best hindsight analysis I, I read. I was like, oh, you know what, that, that does make sense why he would slip in that regard. But what, what's surprising is every indication from the information out there, right, the drafts are informationally based, was that book night was going to be gone by like seven. Like every single mock draft, every single bit of intel was he rises. They, nobody wants to give him up. Like people are going to trade up to go and grab him. And I think that was the most surprising thing. I, I think if you looked at it from a fit and play perspective, you could talk yourself into why he slipped. I think what was most surprising was every pundit and every person, I shouldn't say every, but a majority of them uh, who had analysis about what this draft is going to look like had noted that Book Knight was a riser and that he was going to go within the top seven. And I think to me that was the most surprising, especially in a day and age where information is prevalent, especially in these events, for the majority of the pundits to swing and miss so badly on something like this. It was really stunning. Sticking in the lottery, uh, JVT, and I know it, it, this is kind of that uh, instant reaction, and, and we don't know how all these things are going to unfold, but, but when you look at fit, and you know how these uh, how these players are are projected. Um, you know what are some of those fits that you really liked uh, in in the lottery, or if you want to expand it into the rest of the first round. Uh, well, I think uh, for, first off, I'm going to take this opportunity to say thank you to the Sacramento Kings uh, for screwing me on two different uh, <laughs> two different bets. <laughs> I think the same team gets me two times. Uh, in the NBA draft with Davion Mitchell and then Demias Kata. No, I think, you know, look, uh, uh, Suggs obviously pops off the page, right? It's one of the first ones. Uh, but I have to tell you, you know whose draft I really liked and who overall I think did a really good job, uh, Tim, was the Houston Rockets. Like, I like a lot what the Houston Rockets did. And that was why I was one of the proponents of, you know, there was that, hey, man, it might not be Jalen Green. No, it's going to be Jalen Green. Like, their backcourt is old and geriatric. They, they needed to add some youth there. They invested money in the offseason last year in the front court with UNLV's own Christian Wood. And, yes, his season was cut short by injury, but you know how good he could potentially be with Salt with Detroit. And then you look at the rest of the, the, uh, the, rest of the draft for the Houston Rockets, and I think they did a really good job with everything in terms of acquiring assets, in terms of acquiring guys I think are going to be contributors. Uh, Usman Garuba is a really good kid out of Spain. 
who I think is going to be a dynamic defender in front court piece. Like I, I really like a lot of what the Houston Rockets did, and I think they're doing a really good job of building up some young talent. And remember too, like it's not just what the draft that they have; they have some young talent on that roster overall right now. So I think them and Detroit, man, like those are two teams that I think are doing it the right way in terms of building up talent through the NBA draft, kind of like the Hawks did. And if they get that right mix, right, if the Pistons hit it with Kate Cunningham and they already have two all-rookie selections on that team, if the Rockets hit it with Jalen Green and they already have guys like Kevin Porter Jr. on that team, these are going to be two teams that I think are going to start to make that transition toward a positive direction quicker than we realize. By the way, uh, while JVT was talking, we flashed to the uh, the Circus Sportsbook here. Mexico, in injury time, uh, scored a goal to go up 2-1. They're going to win and go to the Gold right. Cup final to take on the United States here in Las Vegas. You're going to go, JVT? You're going to be at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday night? Uh, well, I do have uh, – I have actually been pushing my own connections for potentially a press passport. Ooh. I don't know, but I, I, I'm going to be trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you know, JVT, I, I want to go back – two things here, because I, I do want to revisit Jalen Green real quick. But you mentioned the Hawks, and, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, my two uh, – my three bets tonight, one did not come home. Uh, that was uh, – I got seduced by the juice on uh, – on Corey Kispert, but the other two that ultimately landed, both of them got picked by the Hawks, and I, I think they were good picks at, at the time that they selected them. The Hawks picked Jalen Johnson at 20. Over-under was 14.5. He was a faller in this draft, but high upside guy. And then Sharif Cooper goes to the Hawks at 48. I, I really like what the Hawks are doing in this draft. You know, the, these were some flawed prospects, but at the end of the day, I think they're two really high upside type of guys. And Atlanta, as we know, is, is built on depth, and they don't really need these guys to come in and contribute right away. Well, and I think too, right? Like, let's just take the let's just take it out of the picture of, of, of the actual players, right? Like Drew Cooper and Jalen Johnson. I think if any team Tim deserves a, you know what? I'll believe it. It's the Atlanta Hawks, right, when it comes to the NBA draft. Like, they have hit it out of the park with the way that they have drafted over the last couple of years, right? Whether it is Kevin Herter, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, like, we can go down the list of guys who they have scouted, drafted, and developed over the last three years that have worked tremendously for them, right? DeAndre Hunter, like, it goes on and on and on. So, I would agree with you. Like, the, the Hawks are an organization at this point right now that even if, like, I don't think I can disagree with any of the picks because they are one that I trust wholeheartedly that they see something and they're going to develop it the right way. And I think they have proven that to all of us over the last three years. You can follow JVT on Twitter at me, JVT overall. How was your night? Uh, it was, you know, I it was pretty much broke even, you know, yeah. Davion Mitchell and, uh, and Amaya Keda uh, were two of the two losses. I had two, um, I got two hits. Usman Garuba going over was one of the bigger plays for me and the Jalen Johnson as well. So, uh, with the way I distributed some of the money, I broke even. But uh, screw the Kings. Screw the Kings. I lost the two ones that I lost. <laughs> by the Kings. How about that? There he is, JVT, at me, JVT on Twitter. Great stuff and really a great podcast. Uh, helped me prepare uh, for the NBA draft quite a bit. Hardwood Handicappers. If you're not subscribing already, make sure you do so wherever you get your podcast. Jim Root was his guest. He's my co-host tonight. He'll rejoin us on the other side. Stick around. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good stuff from JVT. Good stuff from the crowd here at Circa. Mexico headed on to the Gold Cup final. They defeat Canada 2-1, to one, a goal, what, nine minutes into injury time. So it's technically a regulation win. So if, if you played Mexico to win in regulation, you got it. You got there. Uh, you needed that extra injury time, but it ultimately comes home. Uh, so we will get to the United States and Mexico uh, in the Gold Cup final. Wasn't looking so great there, but uh, that'll be your Gold Cup final here in Las Vegas on Sunday night. Let's be rejoined by Jim Root, and uh, I'll just say, Jim, you may have beat me, but I made it a little bit more respectable because Luca Garza goes 52 and his over under 54 and a half, so he goes to the Detroit Pistons. So, in our disagreements of our exercise tonight, you went five and three. And uh, I went, uh, you went five and three. You went 23 and 10. I go 21 and 12. Not too shabby. I think that's decent. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. With I, I'd be interested in adding up all the juice, but then I'm also not interested in doing all that math. So it's <laughs> kind of, you know, weigh it out. What's, what's worth it more? <laughs> yeah, I, I think just saying 23 and 10 and 21 and 12 makes us feel a little bit better. But yeah, there certainly were some juiced ones. We mentioned the, uh, the, the gimme was uh, Scotty Barnes earlier today, over under five and a half. Under was minus 400. Uh, but uh, that one uh, comes home for us. So, um, you know, I, I mentioned this to JVT, and it's funny that how it, how it played out because uh, the my favorite bet of the draft was was Jalen Johnson over fourteen and a half. You got it at fifteen and a half. Both come home. Uh, he goes twentieth to the Hawks. And then my 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 second favorite bet was Sharif Cooper over. I was a little frustrated. I missed it at twenty and a half. Still played it at twenty one and a half, which was juiced. And they both go to the uh, to the Hawks, and I actually like both of these selections for the Hawks because this is a team built on depth, built through the draft, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals this uh, past year, and now you got two really high upside guys at at low costs. You know, when you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're not really expected to draft contributors. And they may not be contributors right away, but I, I certainly think uh, it was worth the risk at 20 for Jalen Johnson and at 48 for Sharif Cooper. Thinking about where their over/unders were, you know, 14 and a half and 21 and a half, respectively. Earlier, you know, this week or early last week, uh, not too, not too bad. No, not at all. JVT was saying it that that team has earned the benefit of the doubt with the way it's drafted. I mean. No matter where they've been taking guys, whether it's Collins at like 20th, Herder late in the lottery, they've developed those guys into really useful pieces. And now they get two guys that were highly touted out of high school. Uh, Cooper might have been like the, the second ranked point guard, and Jalen Johnson was a top five guy for a while. And they're kind of buying low on them after weird freshman years that didn't really go well. I, I think they're great gambles. And, and quite frankly, as a fan of a team that played Atlanta in the Eastern Conference Finals, I don't like to see them making savvy moves like this. It, it's it's troubling. I, Sharif Cooper was probably the closest thing to, to Trey Young in in terms of usage in college and, and being really high in scoring and assists nationally. And now he gets to go play underneath him and, and hopefully learn a little bit about the way he navigates pick and roll. He's not the same level of shooter, not even close, but that's a nice little me- mentor to have. They've got the same kind of swagger at point guard, high usage stuff in college. Well done by Atlanta. I agree with you. Well, can show that shirt who your allegiances are to. There it is. Yep. The, oh, Mil- yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. Can I can I get <laughs> you excited about what the Bucks just did? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Let's give it a shot. At 54, the pride of Seton Hall, Sandro Mamashkilavili. Headed to Milwaukee, huh? Huh? Oh, well, why not? You know, it's not it's not my guy Vrenz Bleisenberg, so I'll, I'll deal with that. But uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's big dude. He's skilled. There's some there's some projectable things there. I'm not sure he's a great defender, and it, it, there's a lot to figure out with his his perimeter shot. But hey, big dude can can put it on the floor. Why, why not add another 50th, late 50s pick to, to the Bucks roster? They've already got two that won a title this year, so 
Why not? It's worth a gamble. And Aaron, uh, Aaron Oster, our producer, very happy right now. Aaron Wiggins, pride of Maryland, going hey. to uh, Oklahoma City. That's where we are, we ladies and gentlemen. We are that far down in the draft. I promise we will not tell you who goes 56 through 60, okay? Unless I do end up telling you who goes 56 through 60. Uh, I want to talk some USA basketball. We'll talk about that on the other side. It's the nightcap here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features Saratoga Live TV host Lafitte Pinkai discussing Saturday's Vanderbilt Handicap and Jim Dandy Stakes. John and Mike Baird remember the late Dale Baird, whose record as North America's winningest trainer is about to fall. Las Vegas horse player and bookmaker Paul Zilm handicaps weekend races. Subscribe now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow at vcin.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. We are coming to a close on the NBA draft, and we will conclude the show 
with our final thoughts, best picks, best fits. We'll revisit the rookie of the year. But when it all comes down to it, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun night going back and forth, uh, chatting with Jim Root. But you know, Jim, I do want to hit a little uh, a little USA basketball. The women are about to uh, hit the uh, hit the floor here over in Tokyo. They're facing the the host in uh, Japan. Uh, I believe they're laying 19 and a half. But the Olympic men tonight are uh, are are off. They play uh, Saturday at 5 a.m. I'm coming over, Jim. We're gonna watch that. We're gonna make some coffee. Uh, make some eggs, and we're going to watch the United States play Czech Republic. Uh, they're laying 23.5 here at Circa with a total of 183. But they lose to France in just ugly, ugly fashion. Um, you know, I got to enjoy that game, Jim. Uh, I found out about it, like we all did, when it happened live. And then I was sitting uh, in, the, uh, in the market at the, in the third ward uh, in your beautiful city of Milwaukee, and I'm I'm watching the entirety just unfold right in front of me. Like, do we really have to witness this again? So I sat there, watched it all. Uh, but after the dismantling, I, I, I thought you were going to say you bet on France. That's why you enjoyed it. No, <laughs> no, I was being uh, I was being I was being sarcastic. But you know, a, a, a discussion right now with a lot of people is at minus two sixty five, still odds on to win it. Is the United States? a good bet at this point to uh, win the gold medal. Um, we just, uh, earlier today, we saw Spain uh, beat Argentina. Slovenia has now moved into the uh, second favorite because they've just been obliterating teams. They crushed Argentina. Uh, they crushed Japan. France obviously beat the United States. Australia is a team with a, a handful of pros and I believe they beat the United States as well in one of those exhibition games. They struggled a bit to Italy. So right now, uh, what would you? How would you look at the United States after two games? And do you think they're they're figuring things out after having a nice shooting performance against Iran? I'm I'm hoping so. And it seems like it a little bit. You know, they've also been you know getting. Middleton and Holiday and Booker into the lineup after those guys just flew over and didn't really participate in any of the training camp at all. There, there were whispers that the uh, the USA team was enjoying their time in Las Vegas, which contributed a little bit to the the exhibition disappointments. But once they went went over to Tokyo and lost to France, then you know that that excuse was out the window. And in, at this point it does seem like they've struggled a little bit with their lack of a true big man and trying to figure out this international game, the different rules and the different ways that it sets up to score. It minus two sixty five still seems like, you know, they're trying to tempt you into taking someone else, but it's probably going to end up being the U S it, it, it might be pretty. They're not going to, you know, have this artful blowout the way that the, the dream team did in 92 or even the way they they treated Iran the other night, but I would probably still lean towards taking them. I wouldn't feel great about it laying all that money, but I just can't talk myself into any of the other candidates at this point. I don't know. Where do you stand? Are you riding with Luca the way he's been producing for Slovenia, maybe Australia, because they've got so much NBA experience? What do you think? I kind of like Australia. I know that's kind of a trendy pick, and, and those odds have shifted down. If I, if I had to play it with uh, – with uh, with uh, well, I would have played it with your winnings because you went 
23 and 10 on the over-unders in the Tim Murray exercise. But unfortunately, your guy didn't come home. Uh, I don't think he's going to get selected. Who was he again? Brenz Blasenberg. Yeah, yeah. I went ahead and went 23 and 10 on the sheet, but 1 and 3 on the official listed bets. So I, I like that we've got that sheet to lend at least a little bit of credibility our way, you know, especially my way. You made money, but I, I've got that. I, that's, that's what I'm leaning on at this point. Yeah, uh, two in one night, I'll take it. You know, anytime you could end up with a, a little extra cash in the pocket, I would have loved the 3 0 night. I thought uh, that Corey Kispert would come home. Well, we'll revisit that. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, with Australia, I, I think, you know, as a team, they play well. What, what I don't know, and I, I, I need to, to look at how the bracket's going to break down, because my assumption is the United States, uh, they're not going to win their pool, right? Because France, uh, assuming they, they take care of business against Iran uh, tomorrow night uh, as a 27.5 point favorite, they're going to be the one seed, or they're going to come out of that. So they'll be on opposite sides of the bracket of the U.S., I believe. Um, so the U.S. might have to play someone like Australia or Slovenia in that second round, which which certainly will be challenging. So it'll be interesting to see how the bracket breaks. I, as crazy as this sounds, I, I think those odds are too short on Slovenia. Uh, I know that Luca or uh, yeah, Luca has looked unbelievable, right? But they've played Argentina, who looks a bit long in the tooth. And they played, you know, Japan, who has Rui Hachimura and Yuta Watanabe, uh, and that's pretty much it. So uh, he's been amazing. They've been scoring a bunch. Uh, but if you get a team like Team USA going up against Luka, uh, I, I think they're going to figure out ways to slow him down and make the others beat them. They got Goran Dragic, so they, they got talent. But I just don't – I think Slovenia is too short. If I had to make a play, uh, it would probably be on – on Australia at 10 to 1 and and France probably deserves some respect at plus 850 uh, they beat the USA uh they responded beating the Czech Republic handily they'll they'll destroy Iran uh but you know are you going to get a Evan Fournier 28 point performance every night and and by the way you know I, I'm not saying that the US the US deserves all the criticism that they got they also got outscored 16 to two to close out that game. They had what three wide open looks at three down two in the final 30 seconds, and and Kevin Durant and uh, Drew Holiday couldn't come home. So I think they're kind of figuring themselves out. I do think the USA wins gold, homer pick. But if I had to make a play, I'd probably look at Australia at 10 to one. Yeah, I buy that too. And your point about the bracket is is key because if Slovenia does blow out that group and get first, they're going to be with the U.S. So we've got uh, a couple final picks coming in. We'll get Jim uh, back in. We'll get his uh, whole uh, home situation cleaned up for the final final stretch. Our our favorite picks, our least favorite picks, Rookie of the Year again. And we'll tell you who from Texas was just selected. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. The final pick of the NBA draft is about to be announced. It will be headed to the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. 
Jim Root, a big, big fan of those Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, are you ready for Georgios Kalaziakis, another guy from Greece? And he's frozen. He's too excited. He's so excited that he cannot answer. So, hey, when the Bucks select people from Greece, uh, it, it usually works out. Okay, that's all I know about that guy. Uh, Jericho Sims from the Knicks or from Texas goes to the Knicks at 58. I think that could be uh, an intriguing play. So um, we'll we'll effort to maybe get Jim back on. But the NBA draft has concluded. Uh, the final pick going to the Bucks in a trade, and uh, and they will get uh, some guy from Greece. But you know you're looking back at the draft and and how it all unfolded here. Cade Cunningham going one. Uh, it, it's funny to think back at how the the draft initially was, uh, or earlier this week, that smokescreen of, well, you know, maybe the uh, the Pistons aren't that interested, or they may have be still open to to Jalen Green. No, it was Cade Cunningham all along, and he goes one. He was minus eight thousand. That comes home. Jalen Green goes two. Evan Mobley goes three. And Jim, uh, I know you were just overwhelmed with excitement for another uh, Greek player going to the your Milwaukee Bucks that. I think you just you, you you yelled so loudly that your your computer froze there. So um, calm yourself about Georgios Kalazikas from uh, from Greece there, uh, the final pick of the of the draft. But um, you know, thinking back of uh, if kind of we've hit on so many different things. Um, Matt Humans just texted me and said, you know, give me your five favorite selections of the draft. You know, I, I it might be. A cop out, but I, if you're Orlando, you have to be ecstatic to get Jalen Suggs. I, I think that to me, uh, we knew those first three picks and how they were going to go. I, I have to imagine Orlando probably didn't think they'd get Jalen Suggs. I, I think that is a tremendous, tremendous selection. That's that's immediately where I was going to go to, and and you know sometimes it's not a great like pick. It's what falls in your lap, and you just you go with what's there, but. Sometimes those are the best picks, and they they needed somebody in that backcourt to make dynamic plays and be able to score a little bit, draw defenses to where some of the other guys that aren't scorers are able to make plays. That's exactly what Suggs can do. He's played with the talent already. Now you put him with some NBA guys. You put him next to Fultz. Put him next to Isaac. I think he's going to be a major boost to them, and probably you know they're they're celebrating Orlando because they did not think he was going to be there for them. As much as they love Barnes, they've got to love that fit. I think they ended up with a great first round down in Orlando. You know, the eleventh pick uh, ends up being James Booknight, which is a surprise, and I think a lot of people will applaud that, and and as they should, um, you know, for for the Hornets to grab James Booknight. You know, a, a pick that we didn't talk a ton about was Chris Duarte going to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, a older guy, uh, but you know he's going to come in and, and contribute right away. Year one for Rick Carlisle, heading back to Indiana. And to get Rick, uh, you know, Chris Duarte at 24, you know, nowadays, yes, you're drafting on potential. Uh, you know, you're getting 18, 19, 20-year-old guys. You're getting a man in Chris Duarte coming in, a ton of experience, and I think right away he's a contributor, maybe even a starter or one of the first off the bench. So uh, I think for the Indiana Pacers, um, you know, all along, we thought maybe Corey Kispert goes there. Uh, but for them, 
I think it makes a lot of sense, and he's uh, an instant impact type of player in Indiana. Yeah, definitely. And it seemed like that was what they wanted to get once they paid Carlisle the money that they did. Uh, but it, it, we weren't sure. You know, we thought it would maybe be Kispert. We, like you said, we thought maybe it'd even be Davion Mitchell if he was still there. But Duarte is a, a jack of all trades. He's going to provide what they need, like whatever it is that day, whether it's defense, it's scoring, passing, he's able to do that. They weren't looking for a guy with a super high ceiling. They weren't looking for that home run pick. So it's nice to see him fall into a situation where I think he can succeed right away, and, and it's good for for the Pacers as well there. All right, uh, Jim, what was uh, – give us your – you said Jalen Suggs, so one of your second favorite – uh, your second favorite, and then maybe one that was the most head-scratching to you? Uh, second favorite, I, I will go Trey Murray to New Orleans. I thought it was a really nice pick for a team that moved back, is looking to win right away. They've got two ball-dominant guys in Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Now they get Murphy, who, whose whole knock was that he can't do anything with the ball. Well, that's fine. You don't need him to. And hit open threes, he's going to defend on the other end not need the ball. I think he's a perfect complement to what they have there. And for the head scratcher, look, I hate to throw the Spurs under the bus because that, that team always seems to knock it out of the park in the draft, but Josh Primo in the lottery was, was a little bit high for me. I liked him in Alabama. I was beating the Nate Oates drum all season long, but a guy that didn't show a lot of on-ball creation at all. He's super young. Are you going to get any value out of that rookie contract before you have to extend him? That's that's the big question for a guy that you draft that high. Uh, and it's not just because he's so far off of his over-under. It's more just that I don't know that he's ready to contribute at a pro level. And, and as confident as the Spurs are in themselves, that one made me scratch my head a bit. I, I don't know. Is that, is that is that crazy, Tim, or do you kind of you, you with me on that one? No, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I was, I mean... The Spurs, you do wonder, you know, I, I, I like the uh, the Wieskamp selection at 41. I think he's a guy that could contribute and, and be on the roster. But, yeah, at 12, it, it certainly felt like a, a massive reach. Uh, Corey Kispert, uh, you know, look, we, we watched a lot of Gonzaga. I, I love, you know, it's funny, I'm going to send this off to Matt Humans, and I don't want my first two favorite picks to be Gonzaga players, but I, I love Jalen Suggs getting to Orlando. And then Kispert to Washington – you just can't have enough shooting in the NBA. He, is he going to struggle defensively? Maybe. But, look, J.J. Redick played in the league for what? He's still playing in the league uh, for, for as long as he has. So, you know, Corey Kispert, I think, is a guy that uh, is going to do, you know, some positive things. I thought a team would reach on him. Uh, they ultimately did not. So, uh, Corey Kispert going to Washington, I thought, was uh, was certainly an, an interesting play. And, and I'll be honest, you know, Jalen Johnson and Sharif Cooper, I have to applaud uh, Atlanta. I, I think getting them at the position that they got them at 20 and 48, respectively, uh, was, uh, was, was a good spot. But, Jim, before we get out of here, let's take a look back. Let's revisit those Rookie of the Year odds. Uh, Cade Cunningham is uh, plus 250. He is the favorite. Uh, then you've got Jalen Green at 8-1. to one. Evan Mobley plus 550. Jalen Suggs at 8-1. to one. The more and more I think about it, that that does intrigue me there. Uh, he's going to have the ball in his hands a whole heck of a lot down there uh, in Orlando. So uh, maybe a, a long shot and uh, your favorite play when it comes to Rookie of the Year. I, I really like Jalen Green, and 
long shot, you know, maybe Ayu Desumu uh, in Chicago, even though Zach Levine shoots about a thousand times a game. Uh, for a long shot, I'll go Josh Giddy. I, I don't know that he's ready to come over and play in the NBA right away, but if he surprises us and he is, Oklahoma City is going to hand him 30 minutes a game. They're going to say, all right, do what you can. We, we need production. We would love to see it right off the bat. So, you know, 25 to 1 for a team that's, that's just going to let him learn on the job and get his feet wet. Sure, that, 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 I guess I could get on, on board with that. But as far as favorite bet, I think I will go green slightly over Cunningham just because of what we talked about earlier, how it feels like it could be a little bit of a toss-up between those two. They're both going to have the ball a ton. They're both on teams that are going to need them to perform, and they're going to have lots of chances. You know, They're not going to get pulled. They're not going to get sat down if they have a bad game. So you give me that extra juice at plus 450. I think green is slightly is maybe a better bet than Cunningham as much as I love Kate and as much as I think he's going to be really productive at those odds I'll go Jalen Green by a hair yeah I think if it were equal if they were both uh co-favorites you know three to one each I would I would probably lean a little bit towards Cade Cunningham but um you know ultimately I, I think Jalen Green he's going to He's going to be asked to do a whole heck of a lot down there in Houston. Uh, they're going to struggle. And, and kind of like what we saw in Minnesota. Now, ultimately, uh, you know, Edwards didn't win Rookie of the Year. But as you saw as the year went on, uh, he was just getting the ball and being asked to score in volumes. And I think in a rebuilding situation, uh, Jalen Green is a guy uh, that, that could be asked to do a whole lot. So uh, there you have it. Uh, the NBA draft has uh, come and gone. And, uh, yeah, certainly some... Uh, certainly some curveballs that were, were thrown our way. Um, and I guess parting thought for, uh, for you, uh, Jim, um, just a team that probably made themselves a, a little bit better for 2021 tonight. Who would that be? A lot of those teams at the top of the draft, I think Houston did a great job of making themselves better for the future. Uh, I, I'm going to be negative to end. I, I hate to do that, but another pick I didn't like was Kaminga, a team that's looking to win now, and unfortunately, Kaminga's not going to help them do that. So I wasn't a big fan of that one, and they, they lost out on Davion Mitchell and Chris Duarte, who I think they would have liked at 14. Ended up going Moses Moody, who is solid, but I, I wasn't a real big fan of what Golden State did there. So. I'll let you wrap it up with something more positive. I went the negative route. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I, you know, for Charlotte to get James Booknight, uh, they're at 11. A guy is going to come in right away. I, I really like that. As I mentioned, Jalen Suggs going number five uh, to Orlando. So some interesting things there. Uh, thanks to Jim Root. Uh, at Second Chance Points, check him out. Uh, the three-man weave uh, website is uh, is a must for college hoops. Thanks to JVT. Thanks to Matt Humans. Thanks to all of you. We're back tomorrow. Adam Hill will be sitting by my side right here at the Circus Sportsbook. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.